Now we get a different sound coming along, and that is the tiny zither, which Ina Wong will explain and describe after she plays her first piece. She has two major uh, instrumental pieces on this uh, extraordinary instrument. The first, which we're going to hear right now, is Spring Comes to the Snowy Mountains.
the English, it's called Spring Comes to the Snowy Mountain. Yeah. Played for us by Ina Wong. And uh, tell us the Chinese name for that piece. Uh, it's called Shan Cun Xiao. Played on the Chinese zither again, and, and now the Chinese name for your instrument. Uh, it's known as the Gu Zheng. And so for you radio listeners um, here on this amazing instrument that we've just heard, it's about five feet long or so, has what, about 20 strings or so? Uh, 21, actually. 21 strings, and there are a group of bridges halfway in between. And so Ina was playing on one side of those bridges, and yet then you would put your hand on the other side to, to, to change an, a note. Uh, is there a, that's a specific technique that... Um, so there's one called Changying, which is when it's like a vibrato, and then there's Shanghua and Xiaohua. So when it's Shanghua, it means like, like increase, like higher pitch, and then Xiaohua is a lower pitch. So that's the direction I'm bending. Wow. And then, uh, so there's all that. And then with your two hands, your right hand was mostly playing some, a lot of treble stuff, and then your left hand, uh, all, all that bass stuff. It seems extraordinary to, to us, and uh, the sheer technical ability to do this. Is it considered a really difficult instrument to play? Um, I'm not, I feel like it's kind of considered like the piano in China, where it's sort of like, there's a harder, like you can learn it pretty easily, like there's a small learning curve, but to get to like more advanced pieces, mm -hmm. it's a lot harder. Yeah. And so how old were you when you decided to play this instrument? Uh, I was actually six years old. Really? Yeah. So uh, that was uh, because you lived so much with instruments like that around you, or your family played them, or, or what was going on? Um, so what I remember, because was, I was pretty little, but what I remember was that there was this Chinese show I really liked watching called, like, it was called The Legend of Nezha. And it's like this famous Chinese folktale, and one of the characters that I really liked played the Chinese flute. And so I was like, Mom, I want to learn how to play the Chinese flute. And she told me, well, there's no Chinese flute teachers in this yellow area. And I was like, darn it. I want to play another Chinese instrument, though. And the only one that we could find was for the guzheng. But I ended up falling in love with it, so I just kept going. <laughs> well, clearly you have. And you're now, uh, uh, what, you're a, a senior at Gonzaga? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And have you played it continuously from six years old to now? Yeah, so since I was six years old, I switched like between three different teachers because um, I kept getting more and more advanced, so I just needed a different teacher over time. And um, I started competing uh, like in China and Hong Kong, Taiwan, Macau, and like in the U.S. as well when I was about 14 years old. And then I kept competing until high school. And when I came to Spokane, I started um, playing for like the Spokane Chinese Association. Um, and I've just done like a few remote opportunities for Seattle as well. Sure. And so those competitions, are they pretty pretty intense cutthroat cut things? Uh, yeah, it definitely depends on where they are. Um, I've played in some that were really, really huge, like with students from all over China. And I've played in smaller ones where it was just like, you know, a few counties or cities in the area. Um, but I actually participated in the Guinness World Record uh, for the world's largest guzheng ensemble <laughs> in 2018 at the time. And I think that was the biggest competition I'd ever been to. Sounds like a lot of tuning. Yes, <laughs> there was, I think, 4,000 players all gathered together and like competing and playing together, so it's pretty cool. And speaking of tuning, are the strings always tuned to the same pitch or are there different tunings for different songs? Yeah, good question. So since I'm limited to 21 strings and the instrument falls on the pentatonic scale, 
In order for me to play different keys, I have to physically retune the strings. So right now I'm in the key of G. So like note one is G and then so on and so mm -hmm. forth. Um, so like the strings go by numbers. Uh, I would explain to you, like it's, it's like one, two, three, five, six, one, two, three, five, six, sure. over and over and over. Yeah. Okay, one, two, three, five, and six. And if I want to play four and seven, I have to physically bend the strings. So this is three, and this is four, and this is six, seven. Um, and in order to change the keys, I usually have to open this side box that's located on the instrument, and inside there's a bunch of sort of like, it's like on the ends of a guitar. I don't sure, know what it's sure. And then a tuning hammer like a piano tuner would use yeah, to, to, just to, bend the to retune everything. Wow, that, that's amazing. And then as with a harp, there's some different colors on the strings, so you can simply look da glance down and know where you are, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although sometimes I just kind of cheat and I'm like one, two, three, four, yeah. and so on. <laughs> well, and, and as with anything, you just get used, you, do, you get the feeling, don't yeah. you? Could you play it in the dark? Um, depends on the song, but I think so. If I can, as long as I can like, you know, feel my way around a little bit, yeah. I think I could do it. Wow. Ina Wong playing this amazing Chinese zither. So we have another piece and it's called Sweet Fragrance of the Jasmine Flower. Once again, Ina Wang playing this Chinese zither.
Chinese zither in a long sonate piece, Sweet Fragrance of the Jasmine Flower. What a real privilege for us to have you come and play this beautiful instrument for us. Thank you. No problem. And thank you to Ina Wang. And that was pre-recorded simply because the instrument was such an amazing big instrument to bring in here. And so she came in and did that for us. But we're live back at the studio, and we have a great way to end. So, Kevin, let's let's lead us into how Yeah, we're I think end it, this it's show. really fitting for, um, and kind of a, a, a treat, not only for us, but for our next performer that uh, he gets to close us out. Because those of you who've been a part of the Fall Folk Festival for years know Ken Glaster as uh, one of the back bone people of making that event happen, I'm responsible for, for uh, bringing the sound to several stages uh, and so many other roles that he's played for uh, many years as part of that festival. And usually when he does a performance out there, he has to switch gears uh, and uh, go out of uh, festival promoter role and into just Ken with his guitar or whatever combo he's playing with. This time he's calm, cool, collected without all the responsibilities of the festival that are usually dogging him all weekend. So uh, I think it's, uh, it's a treat for him to get to come and uh, just 
show up and play some tunes for us. Um, many of you know Ken Glaster uh, beyond the folk festival just for the influence that he's had in this musical community. I know he's been one of the biggest musical influences in uh, my adult life and uh, a real friend and uh, always a humble guy too. Not many people know he put out a brand new album this last year, uh, quietly as Ken is wont to do. It's called Joey's New Trousers. I bet you um, if you uh, take your guitar to Ken to get fixed, he'll probably hook you up with a copy of that brand new CD. So uh, let's have him come to center stage and close out our live broadcast portion of the Fall Folk Festival. Well, thanks there, Kevin. Um, you know, being a folk festival, I thought maybe I should do a Woody Guthrie song, don't you think? <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Um, I heard it way back in the 60s with all the other folk tunes that I grew up on, and um, it's just kind of a nice little, a little ditty about uh, buffalo skinners. Cowboys and listen to my song. Please do not grow weary. I won't detain you long. Concerning some wild cowboys who did agree to go and spend one summer pleasant on the trail of the buffalo. It was in the town of Griffin in the year of 83 when a well-known famous drover come walking up to me. He said, how do you do, young fella? And how'd you like to go? spend one summer pleasant on the trail of the buffalo well me being out of work right then to the drover I did say you know this going out on the buffalo hunt depends upon your pay but if you pay good wages, transportation to and fro. Well, I just might go with you. On the trail of the buffalo. Well, uh, yes, I'll pay good wages and your transportation too. Well, if you'll agree to work for me until the season's through. But if you do grow homesick and you try to run away, well, you're likely to starve to death, boy. And you'll also lose your
just I'll pay good wages in your transportation too. Now if you'll agree to work for me until the season's through. But if you do grow homesick and you try to run away, starve to death boy and you'll also lose your pay now with all this flattering talking you know he raised up quite a trade some ten and twelve in number some able-bodied men and the trip, it was a pleasant one as we hit the open trail. Well, until we hit old Boggy Creek in old New Mexico. Well, it was there our pleasures ended and our troubles all begun. You know, a lightning bolt hit us and it made the cattle run I got all full of stickers from the cactus that did grow and the outlaws ready to pick us off in the hills of Mexico now when working season had ended you know the drover would not pay. Where you went, you went all drunk too much. You're all in debt to me. But you know the cowboys had never heard of a prairie bankrupt law. So they left that drover's bones to bleed. trail of the buffalo song from the uh, late 20s, uh, maybe 29, 30. I heard it somewhere way back when, and I've done a lot of research to try and figure out who wrote this song. It's called The Hot Dog Blues, and um, it's all about uh, troubles during the Depression, of course, and um, I was thinking about the times we're living in right now and trying to get our keel back in the water. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, one of the versions that I saw online was by Led Zeppelin, but that's not the one I'm doing today. <laughs> Have you ever been cold and hungry? 
Have you ever had a hot dog on your mind? Have you ever been cold and hungry? Have you ever had a hot dog on your mind? Well, when I smell them hot dogs cooking, get hungry all the time. I got the hot dog, say the hot dog blues. Now, early in the morning, Well, even at the setting sun, well, now, early in the morning, even at the setting sun, do I can do I can well, I stroll on down to the corner, got to get that good old hot dog and Hot dog, well, a hot dog blues. Well, I used to eat good T-bones. I used to order my potatoes fried. Used, used to eat good T-bones. Order my potatoes fried. When I get my hands down on a hot dog, got to be satisfied. Got the hot dog, the hot dog blues. When the old depression is over and the money just comes rolling into me. Well, the old depression is over And the money just comes rolling into me Well, I'm gonna buy me four to five hot dogs Throw them all in deep blue sea Got the hot dog, well, a hot dog blues. And yes. with the hot dog blues in the background. Mr. Ken Glaster Ken there. Glaster. Thanks a lot. Ken Glaster and everybody else we heard today, Aaron Stratton, Kenyon Fields, Jan Edgar and Lyle Moore, Spokane Storytelling League brought us Jenny Lynn White, Dr. Bob Riggs, Frankie G, Ron Doyen, and Ina Wong. Certainly the event donors, Northern Quest Resort and Casino and the Spokane Folklore Society, Jim Tevenant for that great sound, uh, Fall Folk Festival, Sylvia Goble, our volunteers, Maxie Ray Mills, Linda Parman, Steve Sackett, and Aidan Cook, uh, and the broadcast producer, Kathy Sackett, Stephanie Ingleby. Thank you to all of you, and especially my partner here, Kevin Brown. What a great deal that you did. And yeah, thank you, Bernie. It was a great, real treat to be a part of it this uh, year. And uh, also thanks, of course, to all of our Spokane Public Radio listeners and supporters. Uh, you can find these uh, portions of this broadcast. Uh, they'll be up online on our podcast on the Spokane Public Radio website uh, probably within the next day or so. 